0: Hi there, welcome to today's episode, and this one was inspired by a meeting I was having earlier today, a marketing meeting about my book, The Inner CEO, which is coming out in a couple of months' time. On a side note, you can pre-order that book from the 4th of September, but I'll come back to you with details on that when we go live. Uh, But as part of the meeting today, we were just talking about some of the messaging and things planned to try and promote the book. One of the questions we, we were discussing was, well, what's unique about the book? And I found that a very tricky question to answer because you're trying to find, like, the, I know I know the benefits and things like that and the difference it'll make, but what's unique about it is it's hard to get to. Like, it's, it's one of those questions that you'd be asked as a business person, like, what's unique about your business? You know, if you can get that really clear, it's very helpful in a business context, especially to kind of carve out space. So anyway, one of the answers that I liked, which we may use in some way, was this, which was the book helps you improve your business without focusing on your business. And so it's the inspiration for the title today, How to Improve Your Business Without Focusing on Your Business. Now, in truth, the book, um, while my primary target audience are business leaders, it's really a book for anybody to help them improve in any aspect of their lives or sport or work. And hopefully, if you're a listener to this, you might consider getting it. I think you know what I mean then when you read it. It's very, I've written it in a way that it could be accessible to anybody, but my initial target audience are the people that I generally help, which are business leaders. So, how the heck do you improve your business without focusing on your business? Um, I think the answer to that then, if you listen to my podcast, you probably would have a little hint because of the name, The Inner Edge, but you improve your business by focusing on the minds of the people in the business starting with yours. Okay, so I think one question I'll ask you straight off the bat is, and just have a little think about this now, do you think your business performance improves when you're in good spirits? Now, universally, the answer to that question seems to be a big, fat yes. Because when your spirits are up, you tend to think better, communicate better, have better quality ideas. Problems don't tend to stick as much as maybe when you're down. You know, when you're down, your communication is compromised. You're tired. You tend to make mistakes. You might react. You might get angry. Uh, You might just not be thinking clearly or just the way you normally might. I think we can all relate to that. Now, what I'm not saying, for example, though, is ignore the practicalities of of business in terms of how the business machine works you know sales marketing finance even social media my favorite thing in the world not um all of the stuff with the elements of business in the outer world are really important but it, they won't really work unless you're right and even if you're trying to learn or you're in a unit course about business if you're trying to learn and take in and remember and understand business it's very hard to do it if you're not in the right type of frame of mind or state of mind now there's so much you could talk about here and I will be that that is the angle in the book Is essentially what I'm saying is you focus on improving your business like you do that by actually focusing on becoming a better version of yourself and that starts with by becoming better at leading from within and understanding how to change yourself from within now a story that comes to mind was with a client who was in a very difficult situation when I first met them. They were six weeks from running out of cash. Uh, they would have had a sizable team, and they'd already had to let uh, a good chunk of people go. This was actually in the in the Great Recession, the Great Crash. And when I first met them, they kind of unloaded on me and said, look, here's the story, here's the situation. And effectively were kind of saying to me, look, I'm kind of screwed, am I? and i just kind of said well he what? sorry they asked me said well you can help me i've been told you're you're you can you can work miracles (laughs) and for the record i I, that's not true um and they said uh, what do you think and i said well i i don't know if we can turn the situation around and they kind of said sorry i thought you were supposed to be like mr miracle worker i said well i mean uh, you know you, you can't you can't change something that if it's gone too far. And especially in business, there is a point at which things get too late. And um, But I said, look, I don't know. Because I said, I, I'm not clear on everything you're telling me. I don't know what reality is. I said, but I am very clear on one thing. I'm very clear that you're not in the right state of mind. And I knew from doing a little bit of research that this person, the owner of the business, was a very smart entrepreneur, clever entrepreneur, and a brilliant salesperson. But I, but they were just in the wrong frame of mind. And I just said to them, I said, look, let's meet every week for the next month, but we're not going to really talk about the business. I want to help you understand how you're messing yourself up inside. And really what emerged over that time, I mean, I could see it in the first conversation. The story they were telling themselves was very disempowering. It was all about failure and understandably because they were scared. On the plus side, though, over a few weeks, I managed to educate them on the fact that they had an inner world, they had an inner life, they had a mind, and that they could really impact the outer world results by improving the quality of the way they were leading from within, leading their mind. And I can make a, I'm going to have to make a very long story short because this is a long story. It went over many years. But over that couple of months, they started to really understand what I was talking about in terms of state management and using their mind in a better, more constructive way. And they started to gradually turn things around. And then they got a break. They got a break by landing a new contract that brought in cash. It allowed things to kind of ease off in terms of pressure. And then very quickly, they started to get momentum. And they've been building that momentum, I guess, over the last 10, 11 years. And have won awards along the way, have grown very sizably. And it's a very positive story. On the lucky side, probably caught them just at the right time. Because a little bit longer, um probably would have hit it at a point where maybe, maybe you couldn't turn it around. And I know that it, like business in particular is very challenging when you get into those kind of pressure situations, but that's the power also of, of understanding when to focus on your mind. Now, a simple analogy i often use would be that of a lens. And if you think about a lens, the light shining through the lens, I often think about a projector. You no, know, the light shines through the lens, there's film in front of that lens, and it projects onto a screen. But if there's dirt on the lens and you're looking at the screen, you know, like a cinema screen, Um, you could be looking at that screen thinking, oh, there's dirt on the screen, not realizing that actually that dirt is on the lens. And see, if it's on the lens, very often it's hidden, and it gets magnified. But have you ever considered that that's the way your mind works? That w- we all actually have different versions of dirt on our lens, which is kind of right at the back of our minds, where we don't really think about it. And that dirt which, I, I mean, for me, it's it's beliefs, really. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, but in the context of, of dirt, I'm going to call them bad, bad beliefs. So they could be limiting. Like my client there with the story, so, you know, he had dirt at the back of his lens, which was essentially was, I'm going to fail, which we had to kind of clean the lens, get rid of that, and change that belief completely. Um, it reminds me of another story of a client who I was introduced to um, who was in trouble also, this is the trouble uh, stories today for whatever reason and they refused point blank to discuss the financials of the business with me not because they didn't want me to know it's just that if you mentioned the word numbers or financials they literally broke out in a sweat they just had this really strange visceral reaction physical reaction to having to even think about anything to do with financials and what happened was they just said no no that's this person over here, you can talk to them about that. And I said, that's fine, I'll talk to them. But I said, do you never review your finances?" No, 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 no. Eventually, after a few conversations, she revealed that it was because she had a very clear belief, which is holding her back. It was dirt on the lens around, I'm not good at numbers. But that came from an experience of when she was a child in school and for whatever reason, a maths teacher, who probably didn't mean it any harm, but kept on saying to her, clearly, you're not a numbers person. And that stuck and it became a reinforcing belief and that was how she lived out her life and here we are whatever x amount of years later and it's now causing a real problem in her business because i need her to kind of go through the pain barrier to get in under the hood look at the numbers in business you got to have a clear understanding of the numbers to see where you're at because it's the scoreboard you got to know where we're winning where we're losing um i went digging around The person who was in charge of the numbers, because they were left with their own devices, let's just say they were doing some things that they shouldn't have been doing. So we had to address that. It was was quite severe action that we had to take. And then I had to talk to her about going inside on the inner game. And so it took some time. I don't have time to go through it all here in terms of what we did or what we discussed. But my main focus really was to help her understand that, her feeling about the situation was completely directed by that memory, which was from the past. But that past was a choice. She could choose. It was a different person then. It, she, she could choose to let go of that past and actually just step into learning about numbers with a clear mind. Sometimes easier said than done, but it is very, very possible. But now today, if you talk to her, you know, having gone through that inner pain barrier, she lights up genuinely she lights up when you talk about numbers. And actually the way her career has evolved, her numbers, like the, the time she spends on numbers now is actually quite high. And she's become actually well-known in what she does and where she's working right now. She actually has become quite well-known for somebody who's great with numbers, but actually loves numbers. How can that happen? Because we had to kind of get uh, make her aware that there was memories from the past that she could choose to let go and then start to build a new memory of her as a numbers person and take action and then prove to herself that she was a numbers person. Now she's got new new memories that actually support a different type of belief, a much more positive one. And that's why i often I've often realized and thought and said to clients, look, thoughts are not a mirror, they're they're a filter. You know, what you what you see is really created by what you're thinking, and especially how you see yourself. Now we could pick any field here, you know, other than business. But I'm I'm talking in a business context today. But if you're listening to this for whatever reason, and maybe you're big into sport or education or even parenting, even parenting, um, these questions and what I'm saying today in my mind it applies because it's the same principles underneath it all, which I always find very encouraging. Um, but in a business context, let's think about this. What's your mood like? What's your mood like in general as you're listening to this podcast? And if it's not really where you want it to be, what would it take to improve it? I think that's really a a, for me is is definitely what I would call the 80 20 move. Is that's the number one move. What's my mood like before I get into anything else? Because it determines so much. It determines your level of thinking, your concentration quality, your ability to engage, just so much. And your mood is contagious if you've got a team around you and you're in bad form it ripples into the business and that ripples all the way down to your customers and then all the way into the bottom line because it moves into the, into cash it's a very clear line in my mind mood moves down to cash all the way down so you want to improve your cash and profit look at your mood and after you've done that think about well what part of the business would i like to improve I mean, for me, I'll always encourage clients not to kind of get stuck into major re-engineering of a business um when their mood is low. Your mood it will even affect the quality of your work in that way. And then if you look if you have a part of your business that you really like to improve after you've asked about the mood, ask yourself, what beliefs do I have about that area? Like, let me just think about that. Is there dirt on my lens? Do I have some dirt or skewed beliefs around the people there, or even how I engage with that type of uh, subject, whether it's finance, like my previous client, could be around marketing or social media, what's the dirt? And is that belief something you want to hold on to? Because a belief is kind of made up, it's just made up of thinking. Now it's based on the past, a past experience. And so we start to believe that it's true, but it is changeable. I can decide to change it if I want, or I might just decide to leave it there. I think it was Winston Churchill who said before, the empires of the future will be the empires of the mind. And that's kind of what I'm leaning into today, that your business in particular is the sum of the minds in the business. So logically, surely then you'd say, okay, well, to improve the business, you should focus on the inner side, but just make sure you start with yourself. That's it for this week. Ciao for now.